Listening to the Locked On Broncos podcast, hosted by Cody Rourke, your daily Broncos podcast. Which Denver Broncos players will be the biggest surprise contributor on the offensive side of the ball in 2021? Broncos fans share their thoughts and insight. Plus, we hear from Cortland Sutton, who reflected on his journey back from ACL surgery. And fans could be making their return to the berm in Dove Valley this summer for training camp. We break it down all in today's brand new episode, Lockdown Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast here on the Lockdown NFL Network, your team every day. Today's episode of the show is brought to you by our good friends over there, rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts that your car will ever need, rockauto.com. But with that said, ladies and gentlemen, I'm your host as always, Cody Rourke, Senior NFL Analyst and Director of Video Content at Pro Football Network. Also, Broncos Analyst for the Locked On NFL Network. You can follow me on Twitter at Cody Rourke NFL. You can follow the show on your favorite podcast provider, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and the Odyssey app. Plus, you get the podcast every single day here on the YouTube channel. Make sure you hit that subscribe button on Lockdown Broncos. Like and comment for the algorithm. But ladies and gentlemen, let's get into our news and notes of today's episode of the show. The NFL, they announced plans for a potential return to training camp for fans. But more importantly, the dates are set for many NFL teams to report back to their team facilities for the start of training camp, which ramps things up before the preseason and then into the NFL regular season. And according to NFL Network analyst Tom Pelissero, the NFL will have a unified start to training camp in 20. 21 29 of the 32 teams will report for camp on July 27th and that is 47 days before kickoff often at times we see teams report a little bit earlier due to playing in the Hall of Fame game that's going to be the case I believe for the Dallas Cowboys and the Pittsburgh Steelers they could report early as July 21st but for the Broncos more than likely the first official day of Broncos camp will be on July 27th at the UC Health Training Center 47 days away before kickoff against the New York Giants at MetLife Stadium. And 30 of 32 teams have approval to safely open at 100% season capacity before the 2021 NFL preseason. And the Indianapolis Colts and the Denver Broncos still need approval, but both teams have a clear path to get approval before August. So that's going to be a big determining factor as to whether or not fans will be able to attend Broncos camp. And now in terms of the Broncos path to be able to have fans at the berm, at Dove Valley, being able to watch practice, being able to potentially have autographs, this will only happen if the Broncos can gain approval for 100% open capacity before preseason, so before that August date that more than likely you will see fans on the berms, which this is a huge tradition, I think, for many people in Broncos country. I get to attend as media, and the fun thing about going and watching Broncos camp, I get to intermingle with the media, but being able to see just how passionate fans are. I mean, fans get there very early just so they can have the ability to get first in line, to be able to be on the bottom row of the berm at the Valley. I mean, you see families. It's a great bonding experience between fathers, sons, daughters, wives. I mean, just children in general. It's a family affair. And then the thing is that when players after practice can come to the berm and autograph things, sign things, shake hands, take pictures, that is a meaningful experience for, I think, the NFL fan, for Broncos fans in general. But there is a little bit of a catch when it comes to maybe fans being able to attend training camp practices this upcoming fall is going to be along the lines of the NFL right now. They are finalizing protocols with the NFL Players Association regarding how camp will be in terms of fans being in attendance, in terms of proximity that fans are from players, autographs, and the overall experience. So it may not actually be 
the normal experience that fans get. It really depends on the NFL and the NFLPA's ongoing negotiations in terms of protocols and safety because you do run into the element. More than likely, there will be, I think, a majority of Broncos players who are vaccinated, but you run into the issue, what if fans that are in attendance aren't vaccinated? What could that potentially lead to if, in fact, so the NFL, they have to take safeguard measures, I think, for the safety and well-being of fans in attendance and also players that are attending and practicing. But they will find a way to make it to where the experience for both players and for fans is mutually beneficial. So we'll see if the Broncos can get 100% approval rating to open up full capacity before the August, before preseason even begins, which I do imagine will be the case. And we do know that the Broncos in the preseason will be traveling and having joint training camp practices with the Minnesota Vikings. So it may be a little bit of a delay before fans can actually see the Broncos in attendance at the UCL Training Center in Inglewood, Colorado, because they are expected to open the preseason up with the Minnesota Vikings. So it could be that second week of the preseason, potentially. I know the Broncos will play the Seahawks at that point. It might be around that time where fans could come to the stadium and also the Broncos could get that 100% approval rating. But the optimism is there that fans could be back on the berms in Dove Valley for training camp in 2021. But Broncos country coming up here in just a moment. We're going to hear from Broncos wide receiver Corlin Sutton, who has attacked his offseason rehabilitation coming off of an ACL injury extensively exclusively he's been working every single day to get better and it's been all due to his mindset we're going to hear from him coming up here in just a moment but before we do that folks i have to tell you about one of the sponsors of today's episode of the show that's our good friends over there at rockauto.com and rockauto.com is a family business that's been serving auto parts customers online for over 20 years you can go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers they have everything from engine control modules brake parts tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. And whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, you get everything that you need. And a few easy clicks deliver directly to your doorstep. And the best part of all is the rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle based on year, make, model. You get to choose the brand, specifications, and even the prices you prefer because prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low. And they are the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. So why should you have to spend up to twice as much for the same parts elsewhere when you can go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck and write Locked On Broncos in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So that they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts that your car will ever need, rockauto.com. And as we get into the second half action of today's episode, Lockdown Broncos, just a reminder, ladies and gentlemen, please check out the Lockdown Avalanche podcast and the Lockdown Nuggets podcast here. If you are a Colorado sports fan, both teams are in the playoffs right now. The Nuggets are battling the Trailblazers. The Avalanche are currently waiting to see who they're going to play, and you can catch all the action every single day in your favorite podcast provider, Lockdown Avalanche, hosted by Chris Maselli, and Lockdown Nuggets, hosted by Adam Mades. And Matt Moore. But Broncos country, we heard from Cortland Sutton yesterday as he met with the media following a workout at the team facility. And really, we got a lot of insight from Cortland on his offseason rehabilitation from his ACL. Anybody that's listened to this podcast before has heard me talk about the journey that you go through when you're an athlete. You tear your ACL. Often at times, many players view it as kind of a career ender. Yes, medical technology has advanced and evolved, and it's given players more comfort in terms of coming back, in terms of the new techniques that surgeons can use. And obviously, the best surgeons, medical staff, and rehabilitation staff in the world are at their disposal. But for Cortland Sutton, what was his mindset? The moment he tore his ACL and he had and he knew that his season was over in week two last year against the Pittsburgh Steelers, what was his mindset like coming off of that ACL and how he was going to attack his rehab? 
I um I have actually had to you know um reel myself back in kind of early uh the day so I toured toured on a Sunday came in on that Monday and um when they told me that it was actually torn you know I had like a a good two minutes of like me just being like all right like letting everything happen soaking everything all right season's over I'm about to have the rehab I'm about to have, to have surgery just you know all these different things I'm about to have to do. Um, and, you know, I'm a big person on mindset, you know, how you look at things, you know, um, can really uh, determine, you know, how a lot of things go out for you. So uh, once I sat down, I realized, you know, these are, these are the situations that I'm in right now. I can't control, um, you know, that my ACL is torn. I can't control that I have to get surgery. However, the thing that I can't control is, you know, how I attack this rehab once surgery is done. And, um, you know, having also having Vaughn in the room with me at the time was really huge. He sent me a, a few videos just um, just challenging my mindset of uh, making sure that I didn't get into a mindset of poor me, oh, you know, why me? Uh, and you know, I was very appreciative of him uh, sharing those videos with me. And, you know, one of them joints I watch, I still watch to this day, just because it's a good reminder of, you know, um, it's a day-to-day -day grind. And um, each day um, I have to go in and put the work in if I want to ultimately get to the goal, I want to get to at the end of the tunnel. And you have to appreciate the mindset from Cortland too. The ACO journey is mental, it's physical, it's straining. And he noted that having Von Miller in that training room with him as Von was dealing with his ankle injury, going through rehab, being in there with the other guys that hurt their ACLs or were dealing with injuries was something to help get him through. He also referenced too, Von Miller sent him some videos about Adrian Peterson's recovery, what he did during training and everything like that. We know the type of season that AP had after he tore his ACL. He came back and absolutely just destroyed the league and stole probably Peyton Manning's MVP award that year, but it was spectacular to see it. So it's not impossible to come back from an ACL surgery. And he even got in touch with Keenan Allen, who went through the same thing. And Keenan is still producing at a very high level for the Los Angeles Chargers, somebody that Cortland gets to go against two times per year in the sense of where they play in terms of the AFC West. Now, Cortland doesn't get to go against Keenan Allen directly, but they have a lot of respect for one another in terms of the wide receiver you bond that they have. But for Cortland Sutton, now he's back on the football field. He's not quite 100% just yet, but he's running routes. He's got the Don Joy knee brace. What was that like for Cortland in terms of the breakthrough that maybe he felt getting back out there with his teammates at the Broncos team facility? You know, it's a, it was a blessing, man. You know, uh, for myself, um, I'm just grateful um, for the opportunity, for the chance to be able to go back out there. You know, um, I hear all the stories about how, you know, ACLs used to be, you know, career ending type injuries and this and this and that. And, uh, you know, then with technology, go in and get the surgery and um, get to, you know, see the progress day to day and, you know, month to month, see all these different things, being able to um, progress through and, uh, you know, being able to, Get, be able to be out on the grass, doing individual with the guys, being able to run routes with the guys, being able to be out there and just talk to them and coach them up here and ask them, you know, why, you know, what made you do do this here? Um, just being able to be out there hands on with the dudes, man. It's it's been so much fun and. Uh, it's, it's definitely something that I'm, I'm very grateful for, for sure. One thing we've really gotten a little bit of an insight on this offseason is Cortland Sutton's take on leadership. He's really taken on a role. He's been very instrumental. He's given advice to Deshaun Hamilton, who just had his ACL surgery completed. Our thoughts and well wishes are with Deshaun, especially as he goes through the rehabilitation process. But you can bank on that Cortland's going to be a big part, a big support for him as he goes through that journey because he knows exactly what it's like. But for Cortland as well, there was a lot of conversation, I think, in the in the 
eyes of many media members and fans, can Corlin Sutton come back and be the wide receiver that he previously was, the guy that was dominating, jumping up, getting those 50-50 balls? Corlin believes he can still be that explosive element and can contribute at that nature for what the organization needs from him. But he also feels like being able to come back on the football field, being able to get that chance, he's not really setting any kind of ceiling or, or limit or a bar or any kind of thing like that on his game because he believes he can come back and that he will contribute at the level that he was before and maybe even better. For myself, the way, I attack, the way I've been attacking him, uh, you know, rehab is, you know, my mindset is to be able to come back and, and not just be, you know, where I was when I, you know, got hurt. It's to be able to go above and beyond that. And I know that it's there, you know, for myself, I look at um, other situations, other, other people who've had the similar injury and I, you know, look at the success that they've had, you know, post-surgery and, um, you know, it's there. It's, it's all about, you know, how you attack, like I said, attack the rehab and how your mindset is when you go into um, the rehab and then going into the practices and the games and just taking everything as um, how can I get better in this situation? Um, and, you know, I don't see myself com coming back in you know, plan anything under, you know, the, the standard that I've set for myself already. And we all know that standard is very high. He doesn't believe he's going to play under that bar, which is great. You like that mentality. You like that mindset. He is wide receiver one for the organization. And so in the 2020 NFL draft, the Broncos, they go out and they added Jerry Judy to the wide receiver room alongside with KJ Handler. But really, Jerry Judy is going to be the focus of many people's optics because of him being a first-round pick and not necessarily having the rookie season that Jerry envisioned for himself. Such a tremendously talented player. Corlin now gets the opportunity to play alongside him this upcoming season, and he was asked, how has he been able to help Jerry along this process, being back on the football field, being able to see him in person versus watching him on film, watching him from home, from the television. Now he gets to do all that in person. What do they bounce off of each other? And, you know, for Jerry, uh, at, at, like you said, Jer Jerry's very, very talented. And uh, being able to watch him from a distance was nice. But now being able to watch and those things that I saw on film that I wish I could have asked him in those moments. Now I actually get to go in and um, if I see something be like, hey, you know, uh, what, you know, what made you do it like this? All right. Cool. OK, bet. Try it like this and, and, and see see what happens differently. And it's, it's one of those things that it's not a two-day two-day window where you know I, I get to tell them it's a I see it in person a you know maybe try like this and you know just being able to do that over the course of a week you know what I'm saying just practice that not even in the game not even thinking about the games just those days of being able to to talk about those things in um, in practice you know from individual to Russell Nair to the seven on seven team periods all of these different periods that we get to go out there and, and work with each other. Um, we get to, you know, pinball ideas off each other because I, I steal stuff from him as well. I steal stuff from all the, all the all the receivers, but I take stuff from them boys because they do things that they do things really well that I want to add to my game. And, uh, you know, I feel like you never at a spot where um, you're like, all right, boom, I'm finished. This is what I do. Um, this is what you already know what y'all expecting. You know, I feel like you can always add tools to the toolbox. So um, I think it's going to be good for both of us and the whole room. In general. And that room features Tim Patrick, KJ Hamler, Tyree Cleveland, Seth Williams. I mean, the list goes on on a Warren Jackson, an undrafted guy who could be maybe a surprise player for the Broncos this upcoming season, maybe on special teams, maybe in the future. Who knows? Maybe a tight end conversion there. But it's great to have Cortland Sutton back at the Broncos team facility. He is in line to be ready for that week one matchup against the New York Giants. He's going to have some tough tests in terms of coverage guys he's going to go against. It's going to be a really big test for him. I wouldn't expect Cortland to play in the preseason, maybe outside of a couple of snaps, just to get him back 
Ahmed. We saw the same thing with Emmanuel Sanders. As he was coming off of his Achilles injury, we could see Cortland getting a couple reps here and there. But Broncos country, coming up here in just a moment, we're going to get into a conversation as to who maybe the biggest surprise contributor for the Broncos offense could be in 2021. I share my thoughts, and we also share Broncos thoughts. Coming up here in just a moment. But before we do that, I have to tell you about the other sponsor of today's episode of the show. That's our good friends over there, BetOnline.ag. And BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing. The NBA and NHL playoffs are ongoing, and you can track all the action at BetOnline. You get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and even all your UFC and MMA action. So before the next pitch or tip-off, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs and also to the NBA championship, the Stanley Cup. So head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use promo code Locked On. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, Broncos country, as we jump into the fourth quarter of today's episode of the show, just a reminder to hit that like and that comment button here on the YouTube channel for the algorithm. I appreciate all of your support. Furthermore, but we're going to continue to interact with fans here on Twitter at Cody Work NFL and also in the YouTube comment section where you can get interaction with me one on one. Your opinion, your insight matters, Broncos country. So we're going to jump to a very interesting topic of discussion. I felt like to bring Broncos country into the conversation, I posed the question on Twitter. Who will be the biggest surprise contributor for the Broncos offense in 2021? Now, me personally, I'm going to share my quick response, and then we're going to get the Broncos fans' responses. I believe that the biggest contributor for the Broncos, who's going to be a surprise this upcoming season, offensively, I think it's going to be Tyree Cleveland. Now, we saw bits and pieces, little glimpses and flashes last year. We saw a week one against Tennessee. I mean, I tell you, it was the most impressive five-yard route that I have seen in a while because it was a smokescreen route similar to what we used to see Peyton Manning throw to Demarius Thomas, but his ability to extend his arm. He's got really long arms. Secure the ball, extend the arm, and stiff arm a defender to get the first down. I love that, and we also saw towards the end of the season he became more reliable in terms of the offensive production. Now, with Deshaun Hamilton no longer being a Denver Bronco, Tyree Cleveland is in a prime position to get meaningful reps this season for the Broncos, and I think he absolutely will. He's going to be my surprise guy. But let's get to some of the comments here from our amazing listeners in Broncos country coming up with the Orange Weekly podcast at Orange Weekly. They said, would Albert O really be a surprise if he breaks out? He showed growth in limited snaps last year, but I think a lot of people expect bigger things this year. You know, if he does break out, I don't necessarily know if it'd be a surprise. I've been on record here in this podcast of saying I believe that Albert O will be a big contributor for the team in the red zone. It'll help improve their red zone efficiency, which has been very porous over the last couple of years in the NFL, bottom of the league. To be exact, I think he's going to contribute in a big fashion there outside of the talent that they have with Cortland Sutton, Tim Patrick, and Jerry Judy, KJ Hamlin. I mean, the list goes on and on. Um, so I think that people do expect a lot of big things out, out of Albert O, but I think that people need to really temper expectations. He's coming off of ACL surgery. Yes, the limited sample size we saw from him last season was impressive, but let's ease him back into the, uh, you know, obviously the playing realm of things, being able to get back into a team drills when the Broncos go through phase three mandatory mini camp. And then once again, a training camp where everything is going to be 11 on 11, you're going to get more of that physical contact. We'll see where Albert O is, but Vic Fangio has already said, Albert's not going to be hundred percent to start training camp. He won't be full speed. So he'll be working his way through. He's already working his way through right now in OTAs in terms of being able to run routes, but he's not quite where he wants to be just yet. And the Broncos are taking their time, but yes, maybe Albert, 
Robert O is going to be that guy that steps up in a big way. Justin Heard, TLA on Twitter, says, Quinn Miners all day. He will be the starting center. Justin, I appreciate you, my man, but I, I disagree with you. I don't think he's going to be the starting center. I, I think that's a big, big stretch to say that he's going to be the starting center day one, being where he was drafted in terms of Division three. He's going to be a nice depth player, but I don't think he's going to push Lloyd Cushenberry for his job. That's my thoughts, right? It could completely change, and if that does, I'm going to say, hey, Justin, I was completely wrong, my friend. Thank you for your your tweet there. Dope1313 says, I'm going to say KJ Handler. Defenses will focus on Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, and Tim Patrick, which will leave KJ Handler in a lot of one-on-one matchups. We saw some of those situations take place last year, specifically the Carolina Panthers game. His speed and being able to beat a guy one-on-one, especially if he gets the speed edge, if he gets vertical and he gets a little bit maybe of a 45-degree angle ahead of a DB, it's over. I mean, his ability to create separation with his speed is very dangerous and will, I think, if the Broncos can have more consistent quarterback play, I think it'll pay off in a big-time manner. The biggest thing for KJ can he stay healthy this upcoming season? Zach Seeger says, a surprise I could see happening is Tyree Cleveland or maybe Calvin Anderson. And also, while Noah Fant contributing won't be a surprise, I think he will surprise people with just how much he contributes. I like Tyree Cleveland. Obviously, that was one of my selections here. Zach, thank you for that. Uh, Calvin Anderson, yes, I think he'd be my under-the-radar type guy to contribute at right tackle and would be a surprise there. I think he'd play really well. Uh, but Noah Fant, I think there's going to be some expectations. He's going to have probably the best season of his career this year. If any time, it would be now to be able to do it. I mean, his way that he contributes has been impactful, but I think people are always looking for a little bit more. But tell you what, Noah Fant has barely scratched the surface as to the damage he could do against NFL defenses. I think we're going to see a lot more of that this upcoming season. We're going to get to a few more on today's episode. Lockdown Broncos, ladies and gentlemen, here on YouTube and also on your favorite podcast provider. Josh Stamp says Calvin Anderson will close that right tackle hole for good. I like that. That's a bold prediction. He's young. He's been in Mike Munchak's system for the last two years. He understands what's expected of him, and he's been relied on to even be able to play left tackle at any given notice in case something were to happen with Garrett Bull. So, yes, Calvin Anderson getting some love here on the show. Uh, RSH089 says Michael Boone, maybe more so on special teams right away. But, look, if the Broncos embrace a running back by committee approach, which I don't believe that they will, considering that in George Payton's time in Minnesota, really it was just a one-two punch there. And then, you know, a guy got hurt, and then a guy was able to work his way up. I think that Boone will contribute in a big-time way on special teams. He's going to get his opportunity, though, on the offensive side of the ball. is going to be in 2021. I'm not quite sure, but yes, I do like that. Low key boy 17 says Peyton Manning coaching up Drew Locke. Well, we know that they've spent some extensive time together this offseason, and so we'll see if it pays off. But if Drew Locke does take the next step, yes, I could see that. Yes, Manning's influence could be the surprising uh, contributor for maybe a successful season for Drew Locke. We'll have to see about that. Carlos Aguayo says surprise contributor. He includes a gif of Aaron Rodgers doing the discount and double check. I, you know, we got various responses of Aaron Rodgers. I'm not going to entertain too much of that because it's not a reality. It's not something that's probably likely right now for the Broncos. But he did say, in all seriousness, I think that Javante Williams is going to be big for the offense this upcoming season. I agree with you in terms of Javante Williams. I'm super excited to see how he can contribute. He's going to be one of the guys I have my eyes on at Broncos camp here in July. And then our final one on today's episode of the show is Tom McMahon fired yet on Twitter. Uh, He says Warren Jackson, obviously a sizable target coming out of CSU, an undrafted rookie free agent. Could he be the guy that makes the Broncos in terms of their continuous trends of finding these undrafted gems? Warren Jackson could be that. 
his size is going to be fun to watch. I'll keep my eyes on him in terms of training camp and being able to see where he works. Is he going to work a little bit more at wide receiver? Is he going to stay there? Or could he make the transition to tight end? Because everybody these days, punters included, are transitioning to the tight end position to get an opportunity to be able to make a roster. I mean, it, it may work out in Jacksonville. We'll see if the whole Tebow thing going from quarterback to tight end is going to do anything there. But Warren Jackson has some size to him, some athleticism, especially in a goal line situation. If the Broncos are really looking at that, especially considering tight end round, I don't think that Eric Sauber is going to be much of a guy for the organization. I think Austin Fort has questions coming off of his knee surgery from last year, even though I pegged him to be on my projected roster. You could see Warren Jackson maybe get reps there and be that sizable contributor that can block that the team desperately needs. We'll see how things play out. But Broncos country, I'm eager for your thoughts in the comment section down below here on YouTube. Who do you believe will be the biggest contributor in terms of a surprise element for the Broncos offense in 2021? But with that said, that will conclude today's episode of the show. Ladies and gentlemen, Lockdown Broncos, you get us here every single day on the YouTube channel, Lockdown Broncos. Hit that subscribe button right now. Make sure to hit the like button and comment for the algorithm. And if you want to talk Broncos football with me, let's do it in the comment section here. Also, if you're listening to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcast, Spotify, and the Odyssey Podcast app. You can interact with me on Twitter at Cody York NFL. My DMs are always open. If you want to talk Broncos football, let me know. I appreciate you so much, Broncos country, for taking time out of your day every single day to tune into the show, to watch it here on YouTube. We'll see you tomorrow for a brand new episode of the show. It is Friday, folks, so let's have fun and let's prepare for the weekend. Broncos football is almost back.